All right, the listeners and viewers, welcome to another episode of Journey with Michael and Ryan. Uh, we are sure happy you are listening to our voices this week. Oh yes, this week we've got a got a juicy topic. Very right. juicy. One that yeah, well they are <laughs> juicy, aren't they? You know, this is just juicy in a different way. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be talking about addiction. Mm. Talking about our struggles, our stories, how we overcame certain things and uh, certain aspects of ourselves around addiction. And I think also that I'd love to go down just our own understanding of it from working with people with addictions and things as well and totally. and and offer some guidance potentially you're in an addiction of something and and you want to get out of it and we can you know potentially provide some framework of mm. maybe some first steps um, because we're all addicted to something totally and I think that's probably one of the big things you know probably a good place to start is like realizing that addiction is is so much more than potentially just being addicted to a substance. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Like addiction is something or anything in your life that you have a dependency on to either make you feel good or elevated or to make you feel natural, neutral, and just like in a, in a specific state or way of being. And something that can help you change your state into a state of euphoria so you can potentially remove yourself from your own reality of where you are your mm. thoughts your anxiety your depression um or your life totally totally and essentially when we are looking at an addiction like addiction predominantly comes from from like two molecules serotonin and dopamine and essentially the way in which the body produces these specific molecules is actually the the ad addictive aspect of it and our mind just creates an association with a substance or a situation or a feeling that then creates the dependency on dopamine so ultimately the addiction is the addiction right yeah the addiction is the addiction mm -hmm. of and it's really interesting because we're going to dive, you know, we're going to dive into some of our stories and, and, and stuff of our past and, and our own personal addictions and things like that. But I remember when I was having a season of my life where I was taking many drugs and lots of alcohol and lots of, um, like, you know, addiction to, to you know, women and one-nighters and, and all that kind of um, way of being as a, as a young man because you think that's the way being a man is at that age. Um, what's really interesting to reflect, and even just on things I'm addicted to now, and you know, social media and various tobaccos and different things like that, but it's actually the lead up to it that is like I remember when you know you'd, you'd be going out on a Friday night and you organise your your drugs and your bags on on that Friday afternoon and you go and get it once you've got it. Then it's actually the build up. It's the lead up to to going. And having it, it's that excitement of like what's to be, what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And once you're in it, you're in it. But I, I find from my own personal experience, it's actually the the build up to to having something. Totally. And it's that it's that created serotonin and dopaminergic effect within yourself of like, oh, I'm going to do something. And 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 you know, we all do it on a on a micro and a macro scale with food and and various things. I know I like I sometimes I go through um, stages of eating a bit of chocolate and things like that and 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 I know that it's not something that I need, 
but I have this little excitement if I, you know, went to the supermarket and I do all my shopping. And I, I, I shop very healthily, but I bought myself a little bar of chocolate mm-hmm. and I know it's in the fridge and I can have that after dinner and it's like, oh, you know, it's that little feeling. Oh, t- totally. And it's like, that's the body and the mind uh, creating an association to, to it, right? It's like there's associations that we create to specific like mechanisms you know and if you see all these different things as different levers it's like essentially when you're having a look at it it's like everything stimulates dopamine because it's our reward response you know it's what we're constantly chasing your your mind is wired for it and you're going to facilitate like the experience of the things that are going to give us dopamine and that can be that can be anything and and all of these different things based on the experience is going to be different to different people and and essentially our regular our ability to self-regulate in those moments is the difference between potentially whether or not people get addicted um or or they like fall victim to it or whether or not we can have like a not so much control just just have an ability to to not let it control us mm. you know for me my one of the addictions that i have now is and one of the addictions i've always had is is lollies you're like fuck i love lollies like most weeks like, there'll be like three four days out of the weeks where i'll go get a bag of lollies which is like skittles or crocodiles there you go they're the real deal um and the reason that i have this addiction is because there's a, uh, there is an association of a, a reward to it you know, when I was younger, I wasn't allowed to have um, lollies because uh, they thought I had ADHD and I would get extremely hyperactive when I when I had anything with sugar. I couldn't have ice cream, bananas. Uh, I couldn't have any lollies of any sort. So it's like, and because I was such a troubled kid and was such an angry little kid, at the end of the week, if I got a gold star every day, at the end of the week on a Friday, my mum would take me to buy like lollies either an ice cream or, or like a bag of treats and so it's like it, it just creates this association of like reward and relaxation of all oh, oh, i've been a good boy mm. you know so even as an adult if i'm going through a stressor it's like or even if i'm bored i'll just go and get some lollies because i'm like i know it's going to give me like a little hit it's going to give me an, uh, like the dopamine of it but then there's also the association of reward as well yeah, it's it. I mean, all addiction will come from a root cause somewhere. There's a there's a there's a learned pattern there mm-hmm. of what it is that you've created within yourself to to feel better. Totally. And 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 I guess this is this is where this is why we talk about these things on this podcast all the time because. We've experienced, we've gone through, not to the depths of, you know, you know, homeless and lying on the streets and, and intravenously using needles and things like that, you know, like, but, but certainly on, on, a, on a scale and on a level, um, and the tools that have helped us, the more natural tools that are created with us, uh, plants and, and breath and all that sort of stuff, this is what we harp on about because there are other ways for you to be able to naturally find and use as a tool for your own self-soothing mm-hmm. outside of using stimulants, drugs, food, alcohol, mm-hmm. all the things that are going to negatively impact yourself and your body and will create far more problems down the track than, than you know. Totally. 
And it's like whether you know it or not, like you're, we're all addicted to something, predominantly social media. Like everyone's addicted to social media because it's like a constant dopamine hit. Huge. You know, you, you just get to scroll and you get new things, yep. you know, and, and, and like you even might see it sometimes where Instagram will like show you something for a second that they know you're going to like and then it just disappears. And for you to find that thing of like, oh, what was that? You have to like scroll down, you know, for, for a minute or so to actually find the thing or the experience that you were hoping for. You know, their goal is to keep us on the app as long as possible. So it's like if they're constantly just like triggering our system, then we're always going to be looking for more. Mm, it's an awareness war. Totally. Because the more you can grab someone's awareness, the more ad space you can sell. Totally. All right, and that's what it comes down to. I mean, drug dealers have been knowing this for a long time. For sure. You know, big farmers known about this for a long time. It's nothing new. And so I guess the point of, you know, one of the main points of this topic um, to go into addiction, because for some people right now listening to this, it could be a really touchy subject. Maybe not them, but somebody in their life. And I mean, certainly in this country where we live in, in New Zealand, meth is a huge problem, is a huge issue in this country. And it is, it is tearing apart suburbs, it's tearing apart towns, families, people. And like I remember, I remember when, when it first started coming on the scene, um, you know, I'm old enough for that. And, you know, th- luckily enough, even, even in, my, in my days of, of, you know, binging and, and drug use and all of that, that, that just wasn't something that I, I dove into, you know, very hard. Um, so I'm very thankful for that. And, um, and so with the addiction theme, it's, it's time to reframe it, I think. It's time to reframe it and move it away as a, as a punishable issue, but more into like a uh, why in a trauma, trauma response issue and how can, we, how can we nourish people out of addiction rather than penalize and punish people out of addiction because that is now enforcing the reason why they are addicted anyways. And how can we offer these people love? And, and it's really hard, and it really is hard to, it's really hard to remove someone's actions from themselves. Yep. If that makes sense, right? Like the, the, the actions of people who are addicted to things, you know? Um, it, it's, it's, it's them, but it's not them as well, right? It's become the formed habit, and it's become a, a part of them that they think is them, but but then there's also the deeper, higher self of them, and and, and, and that's just you. Mm. That is me. That is you. That is everyone. Totally. Um, and that's that's a big that's a big big part. It's huge, and it's so hard. Mm. It would be like looking at like if, if if you went back and had a conversation with someone around addiction and like why they got addicted to specific substances. I mean, uh, if if you were to tie it back to the like first time that they had it. And, and looked at like where they were in that state in their life and what they were potentially looking for or dissociating from and then maybe worked on that aspect and that root cause and like healed that trauma, then it wouldn't like recreate an association or try to chase an association every time you did it to like get that same peak in dopamine that took you away from the negative thoughts, the feelings or the emotions or took you into that place where you had to feel elevated. You know, because then you're actually like looking at the root cause. You're not just trying to deal with taking mm. something away. It's like, okay, why did you need it in the first place? Mm. That's a very good point. I'm just reflecting now on, on like the very first time I 
ever ingested a substance and it was it was tobacco it was a cigarette mm. and I would have been probably oh I would have been 10 maybe 10 or 11 my parents smoked and you know we've all had our childhoods and things like that and um, but for whatever reason so I, I had my room downstairs and I remember the night I went upstairs and I grabbed one of the half cigarettes out of the out of the um, ashtray outside. It's been disgusting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And I grabbed it and I grabbed the lighter and I went outside and I had a ranch lighter. I could come in and out. And I stood up the front and I lit it up and I inhaled it and I coughed and you know whatever and, and then I had a couple more and then I went and laid in my bed and the fucking room just spun. It was like wow and it was a it was a it was a a love hate thing instantly mm. Mm. i was like this is incredible but i feel really sick mm. but it was a, it was a, it was my first time of experience experiencing something outside of myself totally. and experiencing a chemical within my body that had never been in there before mm. you know and this is outside of eating shitty food and things like that for sure um and and that was the very first time that, that I that I tried that, and uh, and I for whatever reason that I did it, I I, I actually can't think of it right now. Mm. But there would have been some reason why, because I was mirroring my parents, um, you know, like they would they were only young parents, so they would have been probably thirty at the time, you know, six years younger than I am, and you know, geez, what was I doing at thirty? You <laughs> know, I didn't have three kids at home. Um, <laughs> So they were still, you know, being thirty-year-olds and having parties and things, and so the association with that was like, oh, well, that's cool. Um, grown up. That's grown up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I wanted to be grown up, mm. and and that's that's the first time I did it, um, and had that there. Now I didn't I didn't carry it on a lot till till a few years later, um, but yeah, like it's interesting to reflect because I, I hadn't thought about that but yeah there was, it was a magical it was a magical moment because it felt so good and it was so so intense and it really matched who I am <laughs> totally it's full on and it, it, it's like it's crazy the things that you do through addiction as well like I say like I've never been highly addicted to to like amphetamines or anything like that because I was like you I, I never chose to, to to have them they were always around me and they were offered to me multiple times but I was just like not really my thing not really what I want to get into um, but even like around smoking like I started smoking when I was 17 and I continually smoked till I was like 23 and like off and on tried to give up multiple times and even at 22 when I first started boxing like it still took me one year to give up even though it was having such a like detrimental effect on my boxing and it's like I wasn't boxing at like uh like just getting into it like within three months of me starting boxing I had already had my first fight and in that first year I had my first seven fights within that I had I didn't actually lose the first year so I was like mm. starting to get at quite a high level but I still wasn't able to kick the addiction and it's like for me it was even like fuel for me to be a better fighter because I created an association in my mind that although cigarettes made me feel stressed if I didn't have them I felt like if I didn't smoke on the day of my fight, I would have more aggression to be able to take into the fights. Yeah. So you like create like a like an armor around why you should be doing it. You know, you do everything you can to not remove the the hit that you're going to get from it. Mm. And and so young as well. 
yeah. But I guess the, the it's it's interesting watching how smoking just like I don't credit governments a lot. <laughs> But they did a pretty good job at like eradicating cigarettes, right? You know, like over time, it was a course, they did campaigns, they raised the prices, they kicked them out of bars, and, and, and the culture changed. And they were doing a great job. And then all of a sudden, it's like, well, we've done a great job with that. Let's let the vapes in. <laughs> and now let's call them bubblegum, watermelon, mint, and make them beautifully colorful and make them enticing. And, sure. you know, like, it's like, oof, you did such a good job. And then now this is there, and it's, and it's targeting, you know, younger people. Mm -hmm. And so who knows what vapes, you know, hazards are going to be. It's, 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 you know, I don't, I don't vape. It's not something that I, I enjoy. But adult pacifier. Adult right? pacifier. <laughs> well, you see them holding it like a damn oh, pacifier. <laughs> totally. It's like a safety blanket. Um, but yeah, from, from, I mean, I smoked right up until I was 25, I would say. But I got into, uh, I got into hospitality when I was like 18. And this is when you, you know, I moved to Melbourne. And this is when you could still smoke in nightclubs and bars and things like that. And, and um and working in bars like the only break you got on an eight-hour shift when you're seven deep in a bar nightclub all night is if you're a smoker and you just nipped out the front have a quick smoke and, and that was just reinforced as the culture um and then obviously what runs concurrently with 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 tobacco is, is alcohol mm. and and alcohol was a a huge part of my life for a long time and it did it it, it it served its purpose for the for the purpose of, for the person I was then, because it, it, it enabled me to actually be who I am now. <laughs> Coincidentally enough, uh, in, a, in a full circular motion, but but I would always take it too far. Always, always. I would go on three four day benders. I'd be doing four or five grams of coke uh, over over a two or three day period. You know, you, you you're snuffing up speed, and you know, just just a full spectrum plethora of everything, right? For for years. And it uh, it was not until you know a few years ago, four or five years ago, when I started really started down my inner work path, where I reflected on all those times, and I was I was an addict. I just called it partying, totally. And everyone around me was doing the same, and so it was normalised, and. I, I, I grew my infamy by partying harder than everyone else. And that's what got me cooler. Mm. And so I was a nightclub promoter. I was running nightclubs. And so you want more people to come to your clubs? It wasn't Facebook and shit around then. You know, it was just like, cool, show up, run the party yep. and be the fucking party. Totally. And I was damn good at my job. And so reflecting back on it now, was I was... I was purely escaping. I was mm. escaping all the anxiousness and all the, all the childhood traumas and all that sort of stuff. I was running away constantly. I mean, I ran away from, from New Zealand. I left here when I was 17. I left home when I was 15 because mm. I was just like, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. Mm. And, and then I, I, I found this scene and I was like, yes, my people, you know? And I wouldn't change it for anything because uh -huh. it, it was, it, it, there were so many good things that come out of it. But, but addiction, sometimes you don't realize you're addicted in the addiction, you know, like it's and, and it, for a lot of people, it's not wanting to see the addiction. You know, you talked about social media addiction. It's like I'm fucking addicted to it. You know, I can I can, you know, I, I watch myself if I'm sitting with a friend. I don't pull my phone out or anything like that from a friend. But if they go to the bathroom, I'll flick it out straight away and have a quick scroll. It's just like 
that's it's embedded in me, mm. and and it's something that I want to quit, but it's not anything I'm doing anything about it. It's it's, it's a super super interesting concept, right? And and for people who are dependent on other substances, I mean, that can be the same thing. I mean, if you've been an alcoholic for 20 years, you can't just come off the booze. You've got to have a plan. Mm. And you've got to, you've got to, you know, because you've gone to shock, your, your, your body won't know what's up, same as any other drugs. Mm. And, uh, and so it's, it's, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a, um, a topic dear to my heart. Um, I, I would, I would say I have a fairly addictive personality. Mm, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Like I can get latched onto things. For sure. And it's just, it's just using that power and to latch onto the right things. Mm. Well, not the right things, the, the purposeful things in your life. And that's easier said than done sitting in this chair now because I've gone through a lot of shit. Sure. And so someone's sitting there at, the, at stage one and going, fuck man, I can't even imagine being in that stage. But, but you can. Totally. And it's just, it's just one day at a time. And it just is. Mm. And it's and it's and it's bringing the support of the people into your life. Totally, and it's like, yeah, it's it's like an identity shift, right? It's like very similar when you have to give up alcohol. Like I stopped. Like even when I was boxing, I'd still drink. Like I would reward myself after a fight by getting on the booze. And every time I did, I'd fucking either injure, like I think I broke my ribs because mm. I'd just be scrapping and playing around with my friends. I broke my knuckle once dislocated my shoulder and these are all things that actually held me back from from pursuing the thing that I was fucking really good at and was actually saving me at the time um, but there was still that like need to fit in there was still that need to 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 like feel connected to the people that I was like living with and I was around and who were my friends at the time you know I was still smoking darts with them outside I'd I'd drop them off at um, town I'd go home I'd and like I'd just do MD and fucking play video games and then go pick them up at 4pm. 4, 4 so it's like, even though I wasn't drinking and like trying to remove myself from it, I was still heavily like in, in it. The just energy in was the same. Way. Yeah, sure. It's just and, shifting and, and, it and moving it to something else. Yeah, and you're, and you're creating the reward system in your mind of like, oh, I'm not drinking. But so I'll, X, Y, and Z is okay. For sure. But yeah. I still smoke darts and, you know, smash back my MD because I know that it's not going to affect my train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly right. Um, and something just popped into my mind uh, also that, that, that comes with it as well. So, so when, you're, when you're in the depths of, of something, right, it's fucking fun. Like, alcohol is fun. Drugs are fun. And you mentioned, and you, you touched on it before, like when you're bored, you know, like, fuck, I find myself eating the worst food I am at night because if I haven't planned something that night or I'm, you know, finished work for the day or whatever we're doing and I'm kind of just milling around the house and, yeah. and I'm like, oh, I could just do a little bit of, little bit of sugar here or something like that. Yeah. Um, and, and Jordan Peterson talks about this all the time because he was, a, he was a, an addiction expert for, for many years and, and he goes, like, you just need to find things that are more fun than, than the fun shit. And it's so true. It's, it, it, is, it is moving through the, it is moving, through, firstly, it's the willingness to want to, want to change. You've got to, because anything else, you're hitting your head against a brick wall. Mm -hmm. But you've got to find other things to fill your life. And you can't just sit around the house, because that's, that's, that's a gateway. Totally. And you'll just go, well, fuck it, I'll just have a beer. Or fuck it, I'll just do a line. Mm -hmm. Or, yeah, damn it, I'll just have a cigarette. Mm -hmm. I'll just have the one. I'll just have the one. It's okay. I haven't had any today. I'll just have the one. And it's a, it's a very fast slope. Um, and I don't, I, don't, I don't particularly think that anyone's got an answer. Right? 
you know, we can't sit here and be like, do this, this, and this. It's not. I mean, we've worked with clients and people and friends of ours to, to help get them off their addictions, and, and, and we work intensely with them, and we get them in the ice, and we, uh, we get them well-fed, and, and we, we, we give them purpose in their day and movement and, and walking in nature and getting to the gym and, and drinking lots of water, you know, all the basics, but that ultimately it does have to come from the willingness from, from the person too. Totally. Totally, totally. The the pain and suffering has to be worse than than the uh, pleasure of the act, mm. right? And you really want, or really have to have a deeper purpose and meaning to, to want to do it because it's gonna it'll be hard. It'll be hard because mm. you're gonna have to chase it. Your body's going to rebound after having the stimulation for so long. You know, it's same with people that are addicted to food. It's like, okay, how can we replace that? How can we find a deeper meaning in it? Um, and it's an uphill battle. It's oh, an uphill battle because every every industry is working against you. For sure. The food industry is working against you. There's, the food industry is not trying to make you healthier. The medical industry is not trying to make you healthier. The pharmacological industry is not trying to heal you. It, like every industry have psychologists in the background working out how to manipulate you to sell you the, the products that, that they've created chemically. Mm -hmm. and, and so when you've got everything against you, even just little wins are to be fucking celebrated. Because mm -hmm. that in itself gives you dopamine. 100%. Yeah, sure. And now you're moving into an outcome orientated, from an outcome orientation into a more process driven dopamine process system within mm -hmm. yourself. Mm -hmm. Your process of rewarding yourself is because you, you woke up at a, at, at a reasonable time in the morning. And you, kind of, and you kind of do around the same time every morning. And you made your bed in the morning. Mm -hmm. And you ate some good breakfast. And you maybe got a half an hour walk. Or you got some sun on your face. And and it's really stripping back because that's that's what you're talking about before. It's it's the it's the kill it's it's the killing of an old identity or, or 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 your identity that you have been for a long time. And so you've got to strip everything back. You've got to strip yourself back. Your identity, everything you think you are of yourself, and start from the basics and just and just build your way up. Yeah, it's like stripping away that identity of I am. You know, if you attach I am to anything yeah. or mine, yeah. then it's always going to be hard to shift because who are you without the addiction? You know, who are you without the 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 people around you that are actually supporting that identity and that's why it becomes really really hard you can't just like slowly ease your way out of it although some people try they just end up going back into it you really just like have to cut it off you know mm -hmm. sever the head um, and sort of deal with the repercussions of that you know repercussions i say it not in a negative way but it's like the trouble and the challenges that you're going to have to face you know of, of stepping away from a group of friends or just like taking yourself out of using something like it's it's going to be hard it's going to be challenging and you have to want that more than you want to be able to hold on to that identity mm. and just know if you get through it how much more powerful you will be because it is some tough shit to get through totally and you will be, you, you you will be more powerful than people that haven't really gone through it and this is why the the tale of of people that have chosen hardship and have gotten out of it becomes can become super successful more than anyone else because they 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 have gone through that that ultimate suffering they've gone through the depths of addiction they've come out the other side and and they've alchemized that into the purposeful life that they wanted to create mm -hmm. but unfortunately for for some facets of society when you are just totally surrounded by all the same the, you know your fucking chances are slim and that's tough. Mm. That's real tough. Totally. And it's like even down to stress. Like, you know, people can be addicted to stress. 
Like people can be addicted to drama. You can be addicted to emotions just as much as you can be addicted to substances or or external things. You know, that's what keeps people in challenging relationships or shitty jobs or um, hanging out with people that don't make them feel good because it's like you're creating an association with a specific chemical and like you just create a dependency on that chemical. And it's like very, very similar. Like when you move out or when we work with clients that are extremely high strung, like and trapped in sympathetic nervous system dominance, it's like it's hard to make that shift back because although this doesn't feel great it still feels good yeah you know and moving out of of that state or way of being is it's hard you know because you have to do things differently you've got to change a lot of things you've got to slow down you've got to relax um and that for a lot of people is uncomfortable because they've never they, they may have never felt that their whole entire life if they grew up in a stressful situation you know if their mum was going through extremely traumatic things where they were born like that's the only chemical and balance in their body that they know, you know. So anything else different is going to be something that's hard for them to even accept. Yeah. And so then no wonder you are constantly calling in the same type of partner. Totally. No wonder you're calling in the same type of situations within your job, within the people around you. Because that itself, is your, as you said, is an addiction. And, mm-hmm. and the same thing with... with um, having you know poverty mindset and things like that mm. you know it's been given to you and we all have like a barometer of level of money we're comfortable with right and for for, for most people it's zero mm. most people for me that's that was me for a long time if i had money i just spent the shit out of it because i i was like Woo. most people that's the same thing and so if you if you get some if you create some money then it's just like how fast can you get rid of it so you can you yeah. can feel safe again for sure and, and and that's kind of the the energy of it right and 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 if you're you know chasing that that energy well then that's obviously going to create the blocks within your life as well of, of not letting that abundance flow totally because it's like that people can be motivated the stress of not having enough um can be the thing that drives people people forward you know and if if they start to move out of that place then maybe they start to 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 feel comfortable and lose momentum and then they're like oh shit i gotta get rid of this so that i have that that momentum pushing me forward again you know this even though it's a stressful thing Mm. what was the what was the first drug that you ever had it was definitely like smoking darts smoking darts like like that was like i was like man 13 i had my first cigarette um just when, when was it? It was actually my cousin was over from Germany, and his his uncle used to smoke cigarettes. And he would always he was like he was the oldest cousin, so he was probably seven years older than me. So I, he would have been twenty. I was thirteen. We had cousins all the way out. And we we're a very very close family. So whenever they were like out doing things, they'd be smoking cigarettes, and I'd be like pinch them off them, and yeah. you know when the parents aren't looking. Um, uh, other drugs like would have been. Would have been MDMA, actually probably party pills. That was probably yeah. where I started because when I was sixteen, they were legal, um, so we used to have them because we didn't have to get MD. I don't think I probably did MD till I was about sixteen because party pills were really fucking good for the first two years before they started to take them away. So I think even when I was like sixteen, I was still doing still doing them. Like you, would, we would just like have friends that worked at liquor stores and like trade them tires for fucking for like all these party pools and shit and we'd just go on benders for days and it was so interesting because we were only really really young and we had one friend's house who um our parents would just like let us drink at not so much my parents my mum would um 
and they sort of just let us drink there because they knew that we were going to be drinking anyway so they'd rather have like one place where they knew yeah. that we were safe um even though she still let us get up to to some nonsense even she'd be the one driving the car it was crack up she was <laughs> awesome um but yeah that that was the thing and like you could it just led into that you know as as other drugs started to come available they were just in there mm. yeah yeah i think my first time was I had uh, acid when I was 15 mm. and I remember I, uh, I snuck out of snuck out of my house and, and my, my mate had an older brother so he had a car and come picked me up you know, around the street and kind of stuck down and, and anyways his older brother's like oh yeah have this well, what is this it's, oh, it's, it's acid so all right he's like just put it on your tongue and, and we'll go have some fun and and um, and yeah we ended up at the park we were like sliding up and down this this skate vert ramp and different things and um that that was that was my like it didn't give me a mystical experience however it did open my eyes to something mm. like i was like oh okay same as like that cigarette it was like oh oh okay yeah there's something here mm. and then like most most kids um living around new zealand at that time you know like uh you just get into weed and and just just smoke a shit ton of weed, and um, and so from the age of about uh, yeah fifteen, you know, I got my first flat at fifteen, and we were just smoking weed. I I, I remember I was still smoking a bit, um, just getting into it. Um, but my parents are going for a divorce at that time, so uh, my parents got divorced at fourteen, mm. and um, and it was a pretty pretty rough divorce, and um, and I kind of just went off the rails because it was like. My dad wasn't coping well with it. My mum was with a, with a shitty boyfriend. Um, she just then tried to be more my friend rather than my mother um, and just kind of was like, yeah, I'll be the cool mum and you can just kind of do what you want to do and have your friends over. And, mm -hmm. and then I um, chose to, to live with her because you could at that time. And so I was just kind of out doing my thing. And, um, and so a lot, of, a lot of weed and a lot of alcohol. I mean, I remember I, I bought two kegs for my 16th birthday and we were doing keg stands and all the, all that sort of shit, right? Like it's, it's reflecting on now, man, I know some 15 year old, I mean, I've got a 17 year old brother. I'm like, <laughs> I could not imagine <laughs> you two years ago <laughs> doing the shit that I did. And I was so young, man, fuck, you know? But I was self-soothing. I, I was, I was, I was self-soothing, you know, I really was. It would have been a way for you to get through the divorce, you I know, because you probably didn't have anyone to talk about it. You didn't have a dad that, like was able to put you in place because you know you'd chosen to live with your mum yep. so it's like you're just allowing yourself to get away with it yeah and i i i remember i wrote him a letter um because my sisters were living with him um i remember i wrote him a letter and basically like broke his heart saying i'm gonna go choose to live with mum mm. um and here it is and and he could he could see that i was being manipulated mm. um but I didn't, you know, I was 15. You didn't know. I was going to do what I wanted to do. For sure, you just wanted to be free. If I was, if I, you know, and, and if I was getting taken home by the cops because we were hanging out on the streets, getting fights and things like that, you know, just, it's like, okay, well, don't do it again. Um, so, so yeah, that, all of that from that age on was, I was like, I didn't know it at the time. There's no way I could have known, but I was, I was dealing with all of those emotions through substance and partying and then and then just ran away so i'm gonna get the fuck out of here mm. but then on the flip side it got me to run away and so i got out and mm. i got to see a bigger part of the world and so you know it's as, as we said on our last podcast it's not all doom and gloom there's always good and the and the bad if you want to look at it like that there is always 
forces and motions and energy that that you can that create the life path that's already kind of created well not it's already created for you anyways mm -hmm. it's just yeah it's it's a, it's a trip man it is true it is it is it is and it's like it's it's so multifaceted and every single person is going to have a different relationship with every single substance you know and even even when it comes into it like yeah some people definitely have a, a more addictive personality like dopamine just hits them different than it does for other people um but it's like you can become addicted to anything because dopamine and works in such a powerful way like like when you're talking about like narcotics or cocaine like uh, you you have a hit of hit of cocaine and it increases dopamine levels by ten times but peaks out after five minutes. You smoke a cigarette and increases dopamine by two point five times. You have sex and increases dopamine by one point five times. You eat chocolate and increases dopamine by one point five times. So it's like everything's pumping dopamine up, and it's like everything that and well even even the things in your life that motivate you to be better, you can be addicted to like. People are addicted to personal development yes. because it gives them self-satisfaction, you know, and if you can't stop or step away from like constantly needing to work on yourself, then it's going to start to have a negative effect on who you are. And it's like everything feels good at the start until it doesn't, mm -hmm. you know, and you see with cigarettes, like cigarette, your first cigarette felt fucking amazing, you know, but after a year of smoking cigarettes, does it still feel amazing? No, you just need to smoke cigarettes because you need to smoke cigarettes. You're not getting that same sensation or satisfaction from it because your body's just chasing more and more and more and more and more. Mm -hmm. I smoked five darts at once, once. I've never run fucking thought you were cracked up. Look at Mike! <laughs> I was a hero that day. What are you talking about? But <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've all done that, you know, you light up five. <laughs> See how many you can take. <laughs> End up fucking vomiting because you had about 20 beers as well. <laughs> yeah. And look, you know, I love, and, and all, all things aside, I, and this is not a, um, a self perpetuating comment. But I fucking am so grateful that I now get to sit in this position and talk and joke about those times. Totally. I, I, it, it, it's, it brings me so much gratitude because of, for whatever divine fucking intervention in my life that was put in front of me or I created or whatever, whatever it is that got me to move into the path of what I did to, to be the man today, I, I, I fucking thank God. I, I'm, I'm so blessed, right? Like, I, I just am so grateful. And, and yeah, and just to sit here and talk about this, like this, like, in this moment, I'm just like, holy shit. Like, I'm so grateful that I can do that because not a lot of people can go through the type of life that I had and A, survive, and B, come out the other side and start doing epic shit in the world. Totally. And, uh, and, and that's, it's really nice to reflect on. Mm, beautiful, brother. Yeah, 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 that's a beautiful moment, you know. And, and realistically, it's like that can sort of tie back to everyone as well. It's like no matter where you are at the moment, whether you're trapped in addiction to substances or food or cigarettes or sex or porn or stress, it's like... If you just accept the fact that you can change mm. and that you don't need or that you're not 
going to be stuck in this situation forever and this is merely just a season and something that you're meant to grow through and evolve from then ultimately change is inevitable but if you're sitting in a place of self-pity victimhood feeling like you don't have the people around you to be able to go through it then you're never going to give yourself an opportunity to change because you got to ask yourself Mike, like when you were in those places and you were like addicted mm. did you feel like you had the support around you to move through it no because i wasn't even i wasn't even thinking Pretty. i needed the support for sure and so the people around me were just doing the same things that i was and that's who i surrounded myself with because mm. if i surround myself with with people who are the word decent comes to mind, but it's not what I mean. Right? <laughs> I like it. Y'all know what I mean. Decent. Um, uh, I, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have befriended them. No, because sure, I would have. They're fucking idiots. Losers yeah. like these guys. They don't even do drugs. Like they're not yeah. fucking fun. Like why would I hang out with them? Yeah, it's for sure. Like killjoys. No, oh, totally. Those kills. Right. I, I remember like, uh, like one of my places in Melbourne. Man, like. Used to, used to run this nightclub and um, a couple actually. So I'd do that one and we'd go to recoveries and, and do all that. Anyways, we would party till like, you know, midday Sunday, 3, 3 p.m. Sunday or whatever. Then everyone would come back to my house, like every Sunday. And um, and we would just, would be on till we went out again Sunday night and then we'd all come back to my place on Monday. And, uh, and I remember like the neighbors, like they just fucking hated it. But there's nothing they could do because we were doing the partying during the day. And we were leaving at night to go out, and um, and and they were just like, it was a nice neighborhood. It was a nice suburb, and and these people were just nice living people, right? And but there, there was there was no part of me that would ever have a bar of like these types of people back then. Totally. It was just like it, it, it was completely different worlds, and that's how I would have created it too. I would have just been like, yeah, that's, this is us, and and then there's an ego thing to that, and then there's all of the. Um, all of all of that, that that comes with it, but um, but yeah, in the in the depths of it, like I, I I didn't even think I had a problem, mm. and it's not until years later that I realised that I fucking did, mm. and I put the label of I'm partying. Mm. Totally, it's an easy thing to hide behind. It's okay for sure. And then what I did is being the manifester that I am. I'm like, well, I'm just going to create a fucking job mm. that pays me well to do this, totally. and so that's what I did. And then I was fucking good at it, mm -hmm. and so it just kept it kept perpetuating the the addiction and the habit and the and the environment, and you know, I fucking loved it. Mm -hmm. No, it's an easy thing. But I love life more. Yeah, for sure. And like, and, and, and that's it. It's like even aspects of all the things that we do now. It's like it's there's it's still run by dopamine, right? But the, yes. the, the levels are just coming internally instead of externally. You know, there's self self gratification gratification uh, for the things that we do, the things that you achieve, the, you know, every time someone makes an order, it's like, oh, there's their dopamine right there. There's mm -hmm. the added motivation, you know, when people, when it's a subscription, it's an even bigger smile, you know, so there's all these different things. And when some, when a client messages you and tells you how, how transformative a breathwork session mm -hmm. was, you know, that's still dopamine as well, but it's, it's, it's creating it or curating it from a, a positive place that's making an impact in the world instead of a detrimental place. Mm. What do you think uh, if somebody's listening to this and they may be in something that they want to change or there's somebody in their life, what do you think is a, is a good first couple of steps or 
potentially start of a framework that um, that they could they could move into and shift into. Mm-hmm. I think it's probably like firstly acknowledging that there's a problem. Yeah. It is. Secondly, acknowledging that you're going to need help because um, you're going to need someone to be your no. It was actually something someone said to me the other day, and I was like, "Fuck, that's that's massive." Um, and then, like accepting that it's going to be hard and it's going to take work for you to work to move through. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I had this conversation the other day um, with someone who I was working with, and no is no is a learned energy, mm. and the first few times it's fucking hard, but it gets easier. And it gets easier, and it gets easier very fucking quickly, quicker than you think. When you are going to a couple of environments where you, you know, you you, you might be like, oh, I'm going to stop drinking now, or I'm going to stop um, taking whatever substance, and you go and, and and you and you go back into that environment with those people, and saying no, the first time it's it's terribly difficult, mm. but it takes it's very quick because you go home, you drive home, you get a good sleep, you wake up the next day, you get shit done. And so very quickly, you are changing your dopamine systems mm-hmm. for the, the creation of your life. Mm-hmm. And that overtakes the, the wanting and needing for the substance. I'm not saying it's the only thing that works, but it's, it's, it really goes hand in hand as well. And it's also, when, when you're starting to say no, the people that love you at a deeper level than what you, then then the um, the interactions with whatever you're doing with them mm. will be shown very quickly, mm. because the people that are only uh, what would you say partnership committed with you and in, in, in doing those acts will try and encroach that boundary instantly mm. because it makes them they'll project their the awkwardness or their stuff onto you and the people that are like supportive and, and, and love you deeper than that they'll go yeah cool no worries it's fine I won't, I won't offer it to you again for sure and it's finding those words to say hey no i don't do that anymore mm. please don't offer it to me yeah totally totally and then as you say like the the people that are meant to be in your life will support that the people that aren't meant to be in your life or that you're ready to shift out of the current state or your current identity they'll just get left behind mm. And, and, you know... And it's hard. It's real hard. Fucking hard. You know, and, and the hard thing too is if, if it's a food addiction, you know, you've got to walk into that supermarket. You've got to eat every day. For sure, three times a day. Yeah. Uh, it's hard. And, and if you've been eating the same way for, for 20 years and, you, and you're obese or you're unhealthy, you know, you've got to find that support network. Totally. You've got to reach out and ask for help. And as you said, it's always the acceptance and the acknowledgement that you do have a problem for sure you do have it not even a problem you do have a challenge mm, for sure remove that word problem because nothing's a problem it's just a challenge definitely definitely and reframe it yeah for sure and then that's about yeah as you say like acknowledging it making sure that you have the frameworks around you and then just like seeing that there's a bigger purpose to life than being stuck in whatever you're stuck in mm. and that can mean for anything totally totally what do you reckon you're uh, you're addicted to at the moment? Oh, definitely a happy. Yep, for sure. I am as well, for sure. And still, still, still love lollies. Oh, for sure. Yep, I love this little guy. We bought a pack of Skittles today. Absolutely delicious. Ate half the bag. Had a headache. You, you go eat the other half tomorrow. There you go. <laughs>
And I, I, yeah, I'm the same. I'm, I'm, I'm addicted to rape. You know, it'd be at least two, three times a day. Um, it, it, it centers me. It drops me in, but it's still something that I have on the day. And if I, and if there was a, a few days I don't have it, I, I would become a little bit irritable because mm. it's tobacco. Um, but that is something I've accepted as an addiction that I'm accepting. Mm. Right? Like it, it, it's not impeding in my life. It's not. It's not. A, it's not. It's not. It's not course-correcting my life. I'm not creating shame and guilt because I'm doing things because it changes who I am. Um, definitely the scrolling, social media, you know, that's, that's, that's a big one. Um, and it just draws you in. Like, I'll, I might go for a, you know, I might do a two or three day uh, social media fast. And then for a couple of days after, you're like, yeah, I got on top of this. And it's like, straight back. Draws you in, right? For sure. So yeah, that one there. Um, that's that's something I do want to work on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's just a matter of how and when and why and, and all of that. I've got to have a bigger purpose for it at the moment. Mm. Um, how about how about how about this? This is dropped in. How about now that we're talking about addiction? How about we both choose something that we're addicted to and set up some frameworks around that obviously outside of this podcast yeah. and really for the next month work on removing that addiction from our lives all right well, let's do that and in a month's time let's do a podcast yeah on our challenges yes and how we found it what we did we, how, what were the challenges whether we you know what when did we fail and how did we pick up from it mm-hmm. and if you're listening to this and you've got something in your life that you want to um, that you want to get a bit of more of a grasp on over the next month, then then do that. Totally. And tune in in a month's time and mm. listen to our challenge and know that you weren't alone because yeah. I will fail at what I'm trying to do and then I'll pick myself up and, mm. and go because that's it's, it's, it's heavy addiction. Um, okay. All right. Well, I, I I'll, I'll get on the social media path then. Mm. I want to I want to limit my I want to limit my time on on my social media. Um, each day. Cool, and I, th- I think I'm going to have a rest on from Rape. Nice. Yeah. Beautiful. Not to remove it from my life completely, but to just have a little bit more of a stronghold yep. over it and have it more of a choice than a need. Yep. 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 So, cool. all right, well, what we'll do is I let's, think. Let's, let's, how about we do this? How about we put it in, in like, we can run this through the, the, um, state change program page realistically right like that community page and even doesn't have to be a big thing no. but we could just be like hey if you need to um, or need a place of support come into the yep. community we'll leave the link below yep. you know maybe within the next week we'll set something up there and we're just talking about addiction and just yep. give like a, a, a like a have like a little month-long challenge for yep. people yep perfect I love that yeah that's really good and so I think what we'll do is we'll go away and you do the same, go away and work out what are the parameters within you, that you want to create over the next month, you know, and, and for hindsight's sake, it might be like, okay, I, I only want to spend two hours a day on all my social medias or, or whatever it looks like. So sure. I'll go away and have a think about it and, um, and then how I'm going to track that. Yep. Um, you do the, you know, you do the same as well. 
and uh, we'll put it up on our 28th Estate Change program yep. um, page, well, our community, us page, which is called our community page. Yep, sure. um, so if you want to jump on that, um, come and, come and um, jump ask in. to join, jump in. You'll, be, you'll sort of be a, a week behind, but that's all right. Everyone's yep. running in their own journey and on their own thing, on yep. their own path. So just see it as an opportunity <clears> to, to reach out and get the support, you know, mm-hmm. have the accountability, have the people around you. And it doesn't have to be a huge thing that you're trying to think. It might just be like a, a smaller thing. It might just be something to do with food or, or something to do with maybe it is things that you want to add into your life as well. Like see it as an opportunity to grow. Don't get holed up or think it has to be about um, porn or drugs or something serious. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like if you, if you like, and it's getting real honest with yourself. Like have a good fucking honest reflection. And if you need a couple of days to work out actually what you're doing, because I'm probably going to do that first. I'm going to go over the next couple of days and I'm going to time myself of what hours I'm actually doing, spending, scrolling, and whatever, and then I'm gonna go, okay, cool. <laughs> First, I need to just actually see the, the depth of, of what I'm doing, so I'm aware of it. Um, and, and for you, it might be, you know, have a reflect. Maybe you ate chocolate every night, you know? Maybe you wanna do it three nights a week instead of five, or whatever it is. Like, it doesn't have to be a huge thing. Like, how, how subconscious, or how, yeah, subconscious is it in your mind? Like, how much is yeah. it actually showing up? Yeah. You know, how many times do you think about it? How many times does it hold you back from something? How many times you just naturally do it or you find yourself in the cupboard just yep. doing certain things? Yep. Um, that's a beautiful way of doing it. And as you say, like if, if you're going to change things in your life, one of the an important thing to do is actually reflect upon how it's affecting your life right now. Yep. You know? So we'll 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 chuck something up in, in the uh, in our community. Yep. You know, it'll support you through that. So jump into the community below and then we'll just go through that journey together. Yeah, epic. I think what we'll do, man, actually, we're recording this on Monday. We're going to put this podcast up on Thursday. Yep. So this will. So this is going to go up in three nights' time. Perfect. All right. So in three nights' time, we'll have that. So the day this podcast released, it'll be that next day, the Friday morning, we'll have it up on our community page. Yep. Sounds good. And even if you're listening to this later on down the track, just jump into our community page. Um, Go and search for it, find it, and, and jump on as well. And comment, let us know you're doing it, and, and we can support you in that. And, totally. and there'll be plenty of other people in the community as well that will be able to support you in that too. Yeah, beautiful. Love it. What a way to end. Mm. Perfect. There we go. All right, team. Well, thank you very much for listening. It's an exciting finish. I love it. Uh, who knows where this podcast goes? It <laughs> blows my mind, man. It drops in. That's the beautiful thing. When you just <laughs> decide what to talk about just before you come up. <laughs> I love it. I, I really love it. So, uh, and, and we love we love all of you as well. Um, we're watching our numbers climb each each week and each day, which means you guys are sharing it. You're telling people about it. Um, and and we, we, we are committed to turning up every week. Totally. That's what we are. All right, well, we'll see you next week. See you next week, everybody. Jump on that page. Ciao.